Guys, what is happening? And welcome to another episode of the Flip the Mindset podcast. This is, this is episode 28 and we're with the fantastic Jared Rowan. How you doing? <laughs> right. Otherwise known as the Littlest Chicken. Jared is a TikTok um, superstar, do we say? Oh, I can't believe I. That's and probably I'm, what I'm everyone always says. <laughs> a global TikTok phenomenon. And um, he keeps it as Scottish as you can, um, as you can imagine. It's pretty. It's a guy on TikTok who makes you proud. That guy on TikTok Aww. that makes you proud. Someone actually said to me, "Is it that guy with the with the specs? It's just brilliant, pure brilliant, <laughs> isn't it?" <he? laughs> we orange Tammy. <laughs> I do we orange Tammy, the trademark yeah. Tammy. Um, the, the, but you also have a laugh with it as well. You done the Tammy with the one, the guy, the model. And he's there, uh, and you're just like that. I would be this guy if uh, I wasn't fat such, and ugly. Such or something an like that. Ugly <laughs> if I didn't have six double chins uh, and this is it. had a kebab for, but you like a kebab. I know you oh, like a kebab. I love a hoagie. I love a hoagie. Oh, I love a hoagie. Um, what's the place I get hoagies from? I can't remember, but it's fin- it's phenomenal. And Bishop Briggs um, starts with a C. Can't mind. I've not found a decent place in Glasgow for a hoagie yet, and I've not tried the. A German Donald kebab. I've not tried that yet. I heard it's not the best for hoagies. Sorry, no. guys. Sorry. Don't sue me. Um, but this place, <laughs> this place I'm talking about is absolutely banging because I've actually tried from other different places to see if it was just you're addicted to like, the sauce they put in. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> probably, probably some cheap, phenomenal sauce. Uh-huh. 200 calorie, 15 gram sauce. Mixing a tomato sauce and mayonnaise. Oh, it's just. Oh my what do you do with your hoagie? Like, there's ways to eat a hoagie. G- genuinely, knife and fork. Knife and fork. I can't do it. Because I smother it in garlic meal. Lovely. So, so you I, put I extra just, garlic uh, meal on? Aye. Three or four more tubs. Beautiful. I'm like, oh, I'm like a dog eating shit, man, with my hoagie, honestly. <laughs> can I not? Knife it's and fork. Ev- it's everywhere. It's doing me. It's all over my hands, mayonnaise. Banging it in, man. It's brilliant. Gives me the feel. It's phenomenal. I feel like that's how you get the whole taste, though, because if you're having, if you're eating it with a knife and fork, you're never getting a full part of the whole well, gate at once. It's more an experience that way, I guess. You, you mm-hmm. experience the, the whole gate up. Whereas yeah. I'm just hoovering it. <laughs> <laughs> Round two, where's Same my hoagie? <laughs> so we're here to talk about the Lightless Chicken, but what, what I really want to talk about is the man behind the Lightless Chicken. As you know, at the Flip the Mindset podcast, we're as authentic as we come. And um, we talk mindset, mental health, we talk about our guests, and this guest is probably, I'm going to put it out there, it's probably one of the most interesting guests, <laughs> you so? get that a lot, that we have had on so far, and we've not even started yet, because I follow a lot of your stuff, of course. Um, do you know, I just, I'm not going to lie, I was stuck in your TikTok yesterday for about f- four hours. And after three hours a day, I went all the way back to the start and watched Aye. them all. And, it, and as I said to you before, it made me proud to be Scottish. I know a lot of people my... watching this will be like, I'm the exact same. Um, and it made me, uh, it brought a lot of memories back. You do a lot of quotes and a lot of, um, um, what do you call it, like spoofs? Or what do you do when you do the wee... Oh, the wee, wee sort, of, sort of daft, sort of sketchy Aye, the sketches. Aye. Spoofs, sketch. Aye. Um, so when you do them, it brings a lot... And I mean a lot of memories back. The one where you danced to, oh, what is it again? Uh, mama. Oh, tell me, ma. D- t- oh, man. Tell me, Shamrock. That is one of the funniest <laughs> TikToks I've ever seen. Honestly, go on to this and look at this and, and watch this TikTok. And just the way you're trying not to dance and then it just goes, man. The it's going to be fun. 
it's brilliant, this you know, because we've all seen our uncles do it. This is it. You know, or aunties do it at a party. And um, so we're here to talk about everything. Everything that is Jared Brown. Aye. Everything that is the littlest chicken. First of all, let's take it back a little. Let's start from where you grew up. We know is Strunra. Mm-hmm. Um, what was life like for you growing up? It's good, man. I, had a, I was, uh, I guess, lucky. Had a, a good childhood. I'm an only child, but I was dead close to my cousins. Like me and my my mum, my, my auntie are dead dead close. So she did she had three boys and a wee girl now. But we were all like that. That was my brothers and I sons. Do you know what I mean? We were all super super close. Constant holidays together. You know the, the caravan site in Craig Tara, where I frequent quite quite often. I was in Craig Tara. Um, no, I had a good childhood. Dead close to my gran. That's where a lot of my I guess. Musical inspiration and stuff comes from, and other wee daft quotes and things that occasionally come at me as well, kind of off your heart. Do you know? Mm-hmm. I think actually part of where the littlest chicken character comes from is childhood memories of my granny. I'm dead close with her. Very yeah. Scottish, very patriotic. Aye, aye. Because we, we are from similar families, you know, these small towns in the middle of nowhere. Aye. Um, I got a lot of my, obviously, my piper, my drummer. Played in pipe bands, um, used to sing Gaelic. A lot of people don't know that. Um, I know, I know, I know. Gonna guess a tune. <laughs> I'm like the least <laughs> likely guy to sing Gaelic ever. Ovan, If someone knows, they'll know that's a song about rowing down the stream. Oh, great. Ovan. mad. So, my papa was fluent in Gaelic, Gaelic anyway. And, um, Aye, we've had similar, so a lot of your TikToks brought back memories, as I was saying. So you and your nana, you spent, you and your gran, you, how much time did you spend together? Oh, hunters, like, she would always, I used to remember, right, I would finish primary school, and my mum would work, my dad would work, so she'd come and collect me, she'd walk all the way for a wee flat, up to my primary school and collect me for primary, take me back, five days a week, Monday to Friday, after primary school, I'd have sausage and chips at my granny's house. That was my, that was like my after school Ritual. Brilliant. Oh, sausage and chips. <laughs> I don't know if my papa would, he used to, he was, my papa was a wee bit more strict, you know, it was fish and broccoli and potatoes and you didn't leave the table until you ate it. And that was it. So you're coming in for a, for a lunch and you've got a, you've got a fish full of bones. <laughs> He's expecting you not to munch it right down, man. I got a, one time actually, true story, I got a bone stuck in my throat. Oh no. Took about oh, six no. hours to get out. So he's then stuffing bread. Get that bread down, you man. It'll go down. No bore. Nice God. fish. So what do you think the guys used to do when we used to catch our fish ourselves and eat it? Oh, eat it raw. Oh, part, you know what I mean? And I'm sitting there greeting my eyes out with a bone in my throat. Just a wee tiny bone lodge, you know what I mean? But it felt to me uh, like, wow. Oh, you know, like it was the end of the world. So what was school like for you? Um, what was Strunrar like? Uh, Strunrar is a, is a funny place. Um, a school, I was really, really quiet. In primary school, like I was super, super quiet and I was very, very well behaved in primary school. Um, aye. And then I, I, on, to, on to secondary school, um, I kind of enjoyed the first year or two and then it just all kind of went downhill for me and I sort of came out my shell a bit and had the, just the worst, <laughs> the worst time at school. Um, aye. God, that's, that's kind of that's stuck me here a minute thinking of it. That again. I don't really know what I could tell you about school. That's good. That's um, good it's stuck here because it means something. It does. Uh, 
it holds a lot of a lot of frustration in my life that you know when I was beginning to understand that this is that this is here this is where I start crying by the way right but this is um I it holds a lot of frustration in my life when I was sort of finding out who I was there and again coming from a small town and not being able to be who you are there and things like that and I that's actually maybe in this moment I've kind of realised that is perhaps why I disliked school so much is because there was a a real block block of nobody able to enjoy myself I think yeah be aye. yourself aye I know I, I, I guess I, I suppose I wasn't really aware of who I was then also but like aye, that was a bit I had a lot, a lot of anger inside me when I was in secondary school like I was I always tried to be the sort of class clown and the, the, the funny person towards the end of my years at school and I just kind of gave up on it Um I, I was a wee fanny, I think. <laughs> what was the process? What was the process? What were you going? What What were you going through at that point? What was in your mind? So you're going to school. What's your worries before it? What's What are you feeling like during it? Because obviously you 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 mask. You, yeah. you, you masked that person, and 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 it started being a wee fanny. Yeah. Because there's there's probably many people watching this right now, who are masking that right now. Yeah. Do you know what I think it was? I, I think it. Um, I think I felt like I was very misunderstood. And so that's perhaps why I, I maybe acted out a bit. Because um, I was a bit different in school, so people could obviously tell I was a bit different. You know what I mean? Um, and for me, that I, th I think my reaction to that was just to sort of cover that up with a mask of, like, some sort of comedy or some sort of, you know, annoyance, I guess, in a sense as well. But, I don't get me wrong, I had sort of... I, I look back fondly on some of the relationships that I formed with teachers like a, a couple of teachers that and uh, in, in school really really helped me through um, and in ways that they wouldn't even realise though do you know what I mean like there's just there's a there was a history to, I, had, I had a drama teacher right um, I don't know if I'm allowed to say his name on this podcast but he was a cunt right Miss, um, Mr Cunt I, he was um, was a you horrible, know who you are horrible horrible man and he hated <laughs> me hated me um, so I almost failed drama, almost failed drama because he like tried to sabotage my exam, or at least that's what, I, what was in my head. I was like, "You're trying to sabotage this for me," um, but I was a history teacher, um, and, she, and she sort of like you know knew what was happening. There was this dislike that we had for each other, and um, she helped me through. But she was also a bit different. Do you know what I mean? She was also she'd come into school with this sort of wee maybe like pride earrings and things like that, and like you know that for me was like without ever mentioning it to her or without her mentioning it to me, I could see that's quite cool. There's, you know, it was the subtlety of it. And I found a great comfort in knowing that, although it was stuck in a small town with like the same 50 people, you know, it was, mm -hmm. there, there was also other people um, that had a bit of an awareness of things a bit bigger than just that small town mentality. It's mad because that teacher would just wearing them earrings and walking past you, and you and seen you seen mm. that. That's probably that was probably like a big cuddle and a. Do you know something? Kinda, that is exactly know, how I would describe it. A wee it. bit of a feeling of acceptance without yeah. her saying a word. Yeah, which is hundred percent. And I actually I've got it on Facebook now, right? <laughs> so it's always dead weird that having your teacher on Facebook. Um, I no, I think she knows that now. Um, but I, I had massive respect for her. Um, yeah, she was cool. Amazing. 
Um, I'm actually quite close with the deputy edit school. Are they? Um, Jim Collins. I don't know if um, people know who Jim Collins is from my hometown. Um, he was deputy head and he got me. Aye. He got me. You know, you get the teachers that just get you. Aye. But the, de- the, the actual head didn't get me at all. He chucked my bra out of school <laughs> in fourth year. So I think he thought I was just going to follow, you know, that be that. Aye. Yeah. And then, especially when I started kind of leaning into football in school and maybe my education wasn't, I wasn't maybe studying as much. Yeah. And then obviously I signed professional green at Morton and then I think more maybe the head just, I don't know, he just never, never, I remember a one head boy and he never ever said well done. Aye. Congratulate, ever, ever. Unbelievable. Shut and then up. I was head boy and then the next year I got deputy head boy. And I think it pissed him off so much, man. He didn't even look at me. <laughs> I think he just Get wanted. Up, I think he just wanted. So, honestly, I think he just wanted someone who was going to be a doctor or uh, going to be. You know what schools like back then? It was like teachers wouldn't talk to you about any other job set for uni or yeah. any other pathway set for uni. Yeah. See, so you want to be a footballer? You're not going to make it. See, so you want to be a singer? You're not going to be a singer. That's really, really interesting. You say that, right? Because you, we could go into the whole sort of. You know, the, the, I guess the difference between the arts and football and the whole masculine stereotypes and things that come with that. But see, at the end of it, see, in that moment, there's a lot of similarities in the sense that for me, what I wanted to do wasn't necessarily the academic side of things. My passion was theatre, was music, was, you know, was, was the arts. And yeah. similar to you was, yeah. was, was football, which wasn't, you know, necessarily academic. But yeah, and the, the lack of, I think, um, support or encouragement in anything that wasn't, Gonna to go to Oxford and <laughs> become. It's, it's, that's be, be that's the way it was. I'm <laughs> telling you, it's, that is the way it was. I got deputy head right the second year. This is funny. My my best pal at the time, Dominic Ferguson, who's now a doctor, great guy, brilliant guy, man. He's he's done amazing. You know, so many years at uni, phenomenal the hard work he's put in. Um, no taking that away from him. I think my head teacher rigged that. Aye. I think I got it the second year too. But he was like that. You know what he said when he announced it? He goes, and the, 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 the head boy for um, Dunning Grammar School this year, by one vote, I'm like, that arsehole. <laughs> <laughs> I'm literally, mate, just going, arsehole. <laughs> <laughs> I could, you know, you could just feel it coming. One vote. For that arsehole. <laughs> I've been fucking raging. <laughs> oh, I know, and I was thinking, you know, I just had that look when I'm like, I know, uh, you know what I mean? But whether it was or it wasn't, man, it's just one of them fun. School's a mad place, and school was a mad, mad place. I mean, you know, so much stuff so much stuff that isn't allowed to be said now was said then. Mm. Um so much stuff is um so much improve so so many improvements have happened since mm. then. Um It's a long way to go, mind you. I think still a long yeah. way to go, of course it is. And I think there'll always will be, mm. you know that. I think there'll always be a bit to go, a good bit to go, a good bit to go. But we've, we've since I've been at school to now, we've came on hugely, yeah. you know. But as you said, still a long way to go. What's your, what's your fondest memories of being at school? School? Probably the simple things. I had a very like small friend group. It was literally just me and my two pals, right? Um, and we'd, my fondest memory is probably breaks and lunch lunchtime especially right because the two was we would meet up at the front doors we'd go to the used to have vans outside like uh, the school we, we'd get a, a donor kebab wrap right a wee hoagie wrap do you know what I mean donor, donor meat curry sauce wee wrap 50 pence excellent bottle of red cola right um, and we'd we'd go to the vans and we'd just go for a wee go for a wee cigarette and we'd come in and we'd go to the music room 
That was my fondest memories of that. Was lunch times, like towards the end of my school, was was going for my wee my wee lunch, having a cigarette, and then going to the music room and playing the piano and yeah, taking a break for the, everybody else because we were just like they they they'd let us in the wee music studio, just the three of us away for everybody else and everything, and just play the piano and sing all lunchtime. Jake, that was your frustration getting taken out on that piano, you know. And not not in a way like you're 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 slamming that piano with your elbows, not like I, you know what I mean. But do you think that was your that was a get out for you? Ah, it was definitely like I think this the smallest part of the small escapes you were able to have in school was them moments, and that's probably why it's one of my fondest memories. I, I think, and actually uh, talking about that, the my, my two mates I hadn't spoken to them and. God, five years until genuinely two months ago when we just so happened that I reconnected with one of my mates and then the next month I reconnected with my second mate and like, you know, kind of all back in touch again for the first time and genuinely maybe four or five years. Brilliant. Aye. Brilliant. I can have, you know, it's, <sighs> you think at school you're going to be together forever. You know, that, that friend group, don't you? And then you shouldn't, you soon get a shock when, you end up, you know, a year out of school and you've only got maybe one or you only stay in contact with maybe one of your mm. group. There was 12 of us, you know, we're, 11 of us, we were all really close, um, all done different kind of stuff, you mm. know. Um, and I'm telling you, we dispersed quicker than yeah. I could even imagine. And um, some of us have reconnected now mm. and it just, I think that's something we need to work on, humans need to work on pupils need to work on it something in school that they need to be they need to maybe stick together more because your hardest part isn't school your hardest part they, they tell you your hardest part of school and all that stick in blah 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 mm. but what they don't tell you is two weeks out of school when you're on your arse yeah. signing on the door not even getting a cleaning job that that how how rough it's going to be yeah. how how difficult life is yep. or life can be for many people mm-hmm. they don't warn you of that and they don't warn you they don't tell you they should a lot of more effort should be put into Preparing to try and prepare it. us yeah. and you know especially stick together with your friends because they're the people that have got mm. you through school you know mm. but also you know having the acceptance that sometimes people do drift as well do you know of course you know having that awareness that sometimes you're going to go and do things and you know in five years time you might get back in touch mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. that's alright as well yeah yeah. that's that's a positive of it absolutely for yeah. sure so did, did you have dreams growing up normally I talk about you know, young men have dreams growing up, um, don't achieve the dreams, feel maybe a wee bit disconnected with life and end up maybe a bit lost. What was, did you have dreams yeah. as a young boy? I always wanted to be an actor or or, or do theatre. And, and for as long as I can remember, or, or do something, you know, entertainment wise, that was always my dream. Um, and a huge passion for music as well. So I, can't, I, I never ever imagined myself having not having that in my life so you know even though i'm no like you know at, at the baftas you know it's still <laughs> like that that's consistent in my life and it's I, I, one thing that i'm actually really really proud of is that i've kept you know i've, I've kept with my passion um but that I, that was my dream um was to become an actor or you know a comedian musician sort of sort of thing so um i feel like i've, I've get you know hopefully gonna get there someday um, you're on your way yeah uh, you're on your we'll way. Um, see, 
I was proclaimers just came into my head there. I'm on my way. Um, that's one of your actual one of your favourites. That's probably why it's came in my head. You said you would. You said somewhere that you would love to do a duet with him. I would love. Well, a duet. A tri- or I d- well, I don't know if it's political here, but I mean, I d- would have loved to sing with the proclaimers until they endorsed Alex Salmon's Alaba um, <laughs> party. So. Sorry. Big SMP man. <laughs> I am, I am. Not blindsided by, you know, that aware and critical, um, but I, I, I am. I always think with politics, everyone in politics is blindsided. They mm. don't think they are, but... Well, I, okay. we are. We've all got that wee, to wee that. bit, haven't we? Yeah. Um, no, I guess. But it's something I don't actually talk about, and I, I don't want to talk about it today, because I, nah. I, I, I hate it, nah. man. Oh, God. It, that gives me anxiety. In politics, gives it gives me anxiety. <laughs> I was talking to the producer about this yesterday on the phone. We are talking about, um, you know, possibly getting politicians on and all that. Yeah. And I just don't know, man. I just... You open yourself up to so much. I know. <laughs> so wow. much. I can see my head going like this and my head Aye. goes like that enough. You know what I mean? As I said, it took yeah. me about 10 minutes into this podcast to stop clenching my arse cheeks because my anxiety is so oh, bad. You know I what I mean? Ju- like, it's, it's like, imagine I was thinking myself and it put... Oh. And I, I think I, I, maybe part of the mistake I, I, I had was like, I, I was very vocal about my support for, mm-hmm. you know... Th- Political parties and, and and you know the independence campaign during the just the election there, you know that I think that was perhaps quite dangerous for me to do. That, you know? like, <laughs> Did you get a lot of hate? I got a lot of, a lot of hate for it. I won't be you know that a part of the fun is winding up you know a couple of Tories. So that's right. that's alright. <laughs> I mean that's that. a, I don't I, I don't that. really deal with politics you know. Um, but I hate the Tories too. No, <laughs> <laughs> no I don't know, because you don't know what you've been conditioned to uh, hate. You don't right. know what to, there's so much to there's so much to it. I think what just what you believe, your opinions. Everyone's got their educate own opinion. yourself. But you know, stand by what you stand for. This is it. Don't fight about it. Some Talk about are it. Just wrong. My mate's had a good point though. He he done politics at uni, mm. you know. And and he wanted to be a politician. And then he came out, you know, he owns two successful he owns a window cleaning company. Two, two different ones. And uh, he said, basically, quote me if I'm wrong, Kieran. he said, I was studying to learn to lie, to lie about lies mm. that I told last week when I was lying. <laughs> That's what he said about politics. I couldn't do it. But he's not wrong, is he? You know? He's probably not wrong, is he? And he goes, I couldn't do it. Nah, couldn't do it. And he's an honest guy, and he's, yeah. he's you know he's not a bullshitter. And see, when you actually think about it, I think that was it. He'll quote me. We put in the comments. I think that was it, word for word. And um, it's almost, that's almost poetic. I, I find that phenomenal. Aye. I want that in a song. Aye. I want we'll that in one of your songs. We'll get in touch. <laughs> <laughs> <Don't you> <laughs> no, I'm taking the podcast. He's not taking the podcast. Okay. Oh, fuck him. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I something I don't really talk about, and, it, and it's something that I will start to. I did promise producer that I'm going to start. Getting back in it, but it's going to open a world of yeah. mincemeat in yeah. my head, you know what I mean? Because you then start maybe getting obsessed. You know, yeah. I'm very obsessive when yeah. I when I research stuff. Yeah. You know, and then I'm fucking calling all sorts of political mm-hmm. agendas on mm-hmm. my TikTok and you're Instagram. Like your counselor, you're like, I need to speak with you, I need, we need to talk about this. Clean these streets. <laughs> it's disgraceful. What's happening to the There was actually a guy down at Hogginfield Lock, and I was walking the dogs. It was funny, man, because he was he had he was giving out posters or or whatever, or whatever pamphlets or whatever. 
about the swans. I know. I was just thinking to myself, what can I say to wind this guy up? Because I just wanted to see a bit of passion. You know, I don't I don't like winding people up. I never do it for bad squads. What can I say? So <laughs> the swan has to my little puppy, right? My little right. cute puppy. You know, swans are wee bastards, aren't they? Big bastards. Aye. He lost my little puppy. I'm like, see if he does it again to you, smash him. He's <laughs> <laughs> just looked at me. And then after, as, my, as we're making our way back round, he's, he's having this, this woman are having a conversation about, they, they shouldn't be getting them white bread. White bread kills them and doesn't it do good for them. It does something to give them pink feathers. I remember pink feathers and they should get them brown bread. That's the one to get them and all that. I'm like, oh my Fucking hell. God, man. Did he has um, it swan out for a walk as well? I'm not making this. He's a swan man. A swan man. A swan man. So if I see him again, I'm going to think of something else. But it was just great because I knew he was going to give me passion. And you know that? You're just saying, right, I'm just going to, oh, I'm just going to press OK in the remote control. And, see. and I said, aye. I might not have said it. So I said, if, you, if, she, if he does that again, you better kick. You better smack him right into that water oh. or something like that. And it was about 20 swans, so we would have lost. So you know, I might be a big Absolutely. boy, but these swans are horrendous, man. Aye. So... You're grown up, right? You've got dreams. Who did who did you want to be like? You know, who was who was that person? Oh, I don't know. I don't know. Who did I, you have posters of in the wall? I I never had posters of anybody in my wall. I went through a brief stage of being obsessed with like WWE. So I had like the wrestling belts and like Triple H and that. We all did the figurines but, and all that. I, phenomenal. I had hundreds of them. Obsessed with Kane and the Rock. Hundreds of, of them. Jeff Hardy was my favourite. Jeff Hardy was my favourite wrestler. But What's I, amazing is, right, we used to have, like, the ladder, you know, and you would have Scotty Too Hotty suplexing someone off a ladder. Do you know what I mean? Or, or whatever. And that was the best times of your life. Aye. That, that was literally some of the best memories ever. Playing with WWE figurines. Mm-hmm. At, like, 17 years old. <laughs> <laughs> no, no well, have we stopped doing that? Nothing wrong with that, but listen, nothing wrong with that. We aye. still play it on the PlayStation, aye. but... Um, aye. I think that was my favourite games in the PS4 as well, was it was WWE games. Aye. They were brilliant. Do you smell brilliant. what The Rock is? Did you like The Rock? He was the best, man. I was a bit before my time, do you know dun, what? Dun, dun, How old are you? 21. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you don't remember Scotty too hot? Am I just no, rhyming off guys that you don't even know? I oh, can't believe that. I know who the rock is, obviously. Remember Rikishi? No. You didn't even get any no. Rikishi? No. Uh, my, my era was like peak John Cena era. Terrible. That was, you, didn't, you didn't get the real wrestling, man. This is it. No. But honestly, John Cena. look this up. Look Rikishi and he used to do this bum movement. <laughs> Brilliant. He would, he, would, he would suffocate people on his bum. And he, <laughs> what was it? Is he any of you remember? The Rikishi something? Do you, what was that again? <laughs> so it was the Rikishi. It was like the, was, I don't know, the Bikishi or something like that. Right, he would right. literally have them against the ropes around the floor and suffocate them. And they were like, wow! <laughs> it was absolutely brilliant, brilliant, man. So we always talk about someone on Fit the Mindset who who was that influential figure growing up. You talk about your gran. Did you have a mum yeah, and dad about? Yeah, was, no, my mum mom and dad together. Um, do you know, probably my, my, my gran is, is and always will be and always was a big inspiration and influence in my life. So perhaps, to a certain extent, it was her. Genuinely, like, she's... I've got such a... such a, I'm so blessed to have that relationship with her. Um, 
I, I, I love her to bits and she's taught me a lot taught me a lot about um, a lot of things <laughs> Is she still here? With that. She is she's still, still here. here like. she's Good. Still, still old is she? Seventy nine? Oh no, I don't. Is she seventy nine? She's seventy something. Seems down to earth too, man. I seen a TikTok where she gave she gave us a Vicky. She's a fucking rocket. That was brilliant. <laughs> she's a rocket. I think um, you said something nice to her. I don't know what you said, man, but you probably could ask her. You want to go shopping? She's like, ah. <laughs> <laughs> she's brilliant. So she's just super brilliant. What's, up for anything? What's her name? Anne Marie. Anne Marie. Anne Marie. Anne Marie. <laughs> you know, you know exactly. She wasn't the Anne Marie for still game, was she? Anne Marie for still. Anne Marie for still game. No, remember the was it? Oh, was that's it Rose? No, oh, oh Rosemarie. Rose sorry, Anne. Sorry, Anne. <laughs> <laughs> that was Rosemarie. Uh, right? Rose the guy. And she's like, ah, Rosemarie, he's batting aside. <laughs> oh, brilliant. You talk about Ford Kiernan, talking about still, still games. Yes. You love him. Ford Kiernan, Greg Kempel. Big um, inspirations growing aye. up. Aye, of course, aye. Um, aye, love still game. Do you know what? I was quite late to the still game party, really. Mm -hmm. I never, I don't think I've seen an episode of still game until I was maybe, I'd seen the Christmas specials, do you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. Or a Hogmanay. Um I was kind of late, mid, maybe mid-teens before I started watching the still game. Wow. So I was quite late to the party. So it was something I already knew about, actually. Mm -hmm. It wasn't really something that was big in my family either. Because it was I'm mostly... I'm to admit that. <laughs> but I, Probably bigger in my time, growing up through the teens. You know? I, I don't know. Well, it's never... 2005 it stopped, right? Maybe as you growing up... What were you watching growing up, like teenage years? Um... Well, <laughs> uh, I fuck, I don't know. What did I watch growing up as a win? I was obsessed with Scooby. Well, I was Scooby Doo was my program. Brilliant. That was that was that wasn't when I was a win. What teenage years? I mean, I was still watching SpongeBob. Still, still do watch SpongeBob. <laughs> so like recess and no. that? Nah, never a fan of recess. Right. Um, <sighs> no, I was just thinking there because. When I was maybe it's because we've been kind of you know my mum raised me of course but obviously I was a nan and pap is a lot and Father Ted was something I got absolutely obsessed Aye. with growing up loved it like that either never that either oh man you need to get in there cup of tea you know couple of McVitie's Father Ted Aye. here we go that's right phenomenal so uncultured <laughs> I feel terrible honestly fact maybe maybe because I was made to watch it off my papa then I started loving it you know what I mean it was kind of like a schedule I don't know if your grand's like this it's like a schedule it was 6 o'clock news well if I was here all day uh. 1 o'clock news alright and then it was um, a, that programme the buy and sell things man oh, oh bargain hunt or no no the other one what was the, it aye, vlog one. it no no that Dickinson's one real deal the more the, the more kind of snobby one they don't uh, buy and sell things, they just bring in things and... Oh, I don't know. There's Bargain Hunt, Dickinson's Real Deal. <coughs> it's like you people there and she brought her old bracelet there and she's like, oh, my uh, old... Is that no Bargain Hunt? My old bracelet and... Uh, How much is this worth, sort of thing? Aye, uh, is that Bargain Hunt? No. That's Dickinson's Real Deal. 
Antiques Roadshow, that's a one. Yeah, I told you, more snobby. You know, even the, even the name, ah. man, it was just more posh, man. Posh people selling a ring that's worth about four, 400 grand, man. Right. Then you get wee Pat for the scheme that comes in. And, <laughs> <laughs> and she's like that. I'm looking for £200 for this. And then I was like, that's actually worth 2.2 million. <laughs> Maggie, you know what I mean? She's like, oh, all right. I'll keep it then. I'll just put it back in the, the cupboard. I'm going to go on a holiday. <laughs> I'm get my wee grandson. Uh, <coughs> we JP. Um, I think in that case, if I was at my grand's, it was the, it was what, like murder she wrote. Dealer No Deal was her thing. Decent. That was Dealer No Deal. I used to get to watch after you know I went home for primary school and and had my sausage and chips. I'd get to watch you know CBBS or something nice. or CBBC, CBBC whatever you call it. Um, and then she'd she'd get her Dealer No Deal murder she wrote. Um, what's the other one called? Inspector Morse. Brilliant. She'd watch Brilliant. that. My Aye. night time schedule was terrible. Six six p.m. Remember it like night and day. Six p.m. The news. Aye. Maybe before that half five was Brookside. Can't remember. After after that, Emmerdale, Coronation Street. Emmerdale, Coronation Eastenders. Street. Um, there was Brookside when Brookside was on. There was then the news at ten, which my papa made me watch, and then straight after that, news night. See, Tuesday night's the worst ever. Oh well. <laughs> <sighs> the news and then news night, man. Oh my goodness gracious, man. That was my teenage years, man. <laughs> but you know what? It educated me so much. Aye, but then I, I think no man, I couldn't get any worse. <laughs> Just ask my Alexa now. <laughs> so I did. Um, so, you're an artist. You're also a comedian. You say one of them's your therapy and one of them's your passion. But both must be your therapy, of course. Aye. Um, talk to me about your therapy and passion, and how you, and how, you know, how you use your music for one and your and your. So I think a lot of it goes hand in hand, and it comes for you know my passion growing up, wanting to do something in the arts, theatre, music, whatever else. My my therapy, I guess, is is the music, and that's because I love telling stories. I'm a I'm a huge storyteller um, and I love listening to stories and that is part of the process of making my music and, and my, my, my I guess my process of therapy dead cathartic um, is songwriting that's how I let, let go of a lot of my emotions um, it's by writing music you know and I, I often find that I do it in short bursts like I'll bottle things up so 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 much right and I'll either go out and get absolutely mad with it, or that that is the alternative for me. It's just to like sit in my room and just like bash out this tune. And that is, you know, it's polarizing. That's one one extreme to the other. Uh -huh. Do you know what I mean? But back in the day, certain bands put them together. <laughs> Didn't they? They went mad, Aye. went mad with it on tour, mad with it. Um, do you think? If you didn't have the music, you would be in a much worse place. Uh, probably. Um, <clears throat> it was kind of heading that way for a while anyway, to be perfectly honest with you. Um, and it's genuinely only in this past week, two weeks, I've been able to sort of check myself of that and uh, tell myself, hold on a minute, here, this isn't going the right way. This isn't why you moved this isn't why you came to Glasgow, this isn't why you came through here. Talk You've... to us about it. Obviously the party scene, I've seen on, obviously on Instagram, yeah. you're a party man. Um, but listen, that's a way of getting frustration out and all that. We all do it, we've all done it. Yeah. We've all made the mistakes. Why wasn't it heading the right way? What was going on? Um, 
I guess coming through to Glasgow and exploring who I am and being in a comfortable setting and being surrounded by people that are are like that or like me, you know, in that sort of bubble of, you know, the community, I guess. Um, and then, you know, having that freedom of... I was in a relationship for four years as well, do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So having that being single and, and going out and experiencing Glasgow as well. And then, like, you know, stumbling across this culture that exists within, you know, the scene in, in Glasgow of drugs and alcohol. So for people who don't know... Um, or have never met or seen Jared before. He so came from Sunra. Yep. Then moved to Glasgow. So split up with a girlfriend. Yeah, I moved back home um, for for two months. And then, to so you lived with a girlfriend. Yeah. Moved back home to Sunra. Yeah. Came to Glasgow. Um, came out yep. as a gay man. Well, gender fluent. If yeah, no, uh, fluid sexuality wise, fluid. Yeah, you need you need uh, to ed- educate uh, me on this. So as like, I said, basically. So, uh, I don't really identify with sexuality. Do you know what I mean? I don't, it's regardless of a person's gender or, you know, their own sexuality themselves. Do you know what I mean? It's just a person I connect with. It's not really a a, a gender, I guess. So Quite right. He's, she's, these, thems. So, which which is a huge sense of freedom. Yeah. It really is. So you've, moving is big you know I moved mm. to the big city from a small town I know what it's like it's yeah. big it's hard it's a new world you know especially moving to Glasgow you know it's, it's a scene it's a place to mm. be you're moving you've come out you've you've met a whole society of people yeah. that are not the small town well, that are not the literally in small town you get people or he's a troublemaker don't want you to yeah. about him or this and that or want you maybe stay away from him. you get you look down on for the smallest things yeah. and you get looked down on in a big on what feels like a big way in yeah. the fishbowl in small towns you know and then when you come up to Glasgow you've not got them people judging you anymore you've came in you've found mm. what feels like your people you know or people yeah. that you can you can that you have much more in common with that could spiral anyone into Having the time of their life, let's it, be honest. I and it has, it, and it has, and it still is, admittedly. Um, I, it was all of that in one for me, as you just said, you know, moving through here, coming out, finding people that are like me, you know, being in the big city, having a, a bar that's open till four in the morning. Do you know what I mean? Like, that's it's all, it's all new. Um, so many emotions, man. I so, so much. <laughs> so much and then you know with that I suppose comes the huge overwhelming sense of sometimes the, the attention I, I get when I'm out when people are like oh you're right as well mm-hmm. and and yeah that on top of that um, and I became incredibly paranoid very very quickly um, after like you know the first few nights out in Glasgow I became so so paranoid and I still went out because I went out because I'm lonely do you know mm-hmm. what I mean as well mm-hmm. Um I and then the sort of, yeah, the, I guess the the culture that I, I've realised exists within the sort of gay community, LGBT community in Glasgow, is as drugs and alcohol. Um, yeah, do you, do you think that's probably because there's so much frustration and stuff? I don't like I don't attached know. to it. Or? I really don't know, and I, I, I honestly wouldn't feel. I don't feel like I could maybe comment on that because I don't feel like I've experienced it, and it's. Entirety yet, you know what I mean? Yeah, I still, definitely couldn't comment on still it. Still very so. new, but um, 
from what I've seen anyway, it's, it's a totally different world to um, what I was used to. Is that amazing though? Oh God, I, I'm having the time of my life. Do you know, like... It, it is the most incredible thing I've, I've ever been able to experience. Do you think it's like an ongoing celebration now? Because there's so many changes happening yep. in, in the community, do you yep. know what I mean? For the better, and, and we hope many more mm. to happen, many more have to happen. Mm. Um, do you think just with everything happening now, people are just feeling just that, that sense of freedom you're feeling, you know, and maybe expressing it and... I don't, I don't know, it's hard to... Because I'm sure there's not. I'm sure that's probably only who you've met so far. Do you know what I mean? And then there might be loads of people not always yeah, out partying The and stuff. only way I can describe it is like... Going to, going to like straight bars, we'll call them right, or just mm -hmm. bars in general that mm -hmm. aren't, you know, labelled a gay bar. Mm -hmm. um, and having a, a drink in that type of bar and that type of environment is great fun. You know, you know, having a great crack... But see, when you when when you go out in a gay bar, it's like, it, I, I just it, it's like a, a, that coming out. Do you know what I mean? It's like coming out again every time you go out. It's, like you're out, out, aye, aye, <laughs> out, out, out. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Um, what is it like then? Tell me, because I'm fucking you know amazing. I'm actually going to go. Man. I am going to go down to Polo or whatever. I'm actually going to go down. I do want to, because um, I, 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 as I said to you, I'm really open with. Um, my mind is really, yeah. really open, and um, and it needs to be because we need to be that way for our kids growing up, and yeah. we just it should have been that way yeah. at the start. Let's be honest, you know. Yeah. Um, so, and I do want to go down. You know, I've just obviously <laughs> we'll take you, we'll take you on a, on a tour. Yeah, but we'll take you to Katie's bar and we'll take you to XM. Right, you have a fucking time of your life. Right? Everyone says it. Honestly, oh, I've met so many straight people, men and women, who says, mm. "Listen." Get down, get down. Yeah, the but also that's a, a problem as well, though. I think genuinely, and I'm openly honest about that, is the amount of street people now in gay bars when that is a but safe that's just space. to escape the you know, escape the normal well, bars. I, I, I guess so, but like also, when you know, the reality of it is that it's, they're a safe space for queer people. Yeah, do you know. So the minute you get fifty straight people coming into the, the gay bar, it no longer becomes that safe space. Do you know? Yeah, so totally that's the importance that. of that's something that I now feel very strongly about. Is um. I've now found a space I can be me. Don't you don't want it taken away? Yeah, do you know. Yeah, and, and it, that's not to say that everybody everybody is welcome. Do you know that's yeah. not? And that's there's two sides saying, to that because we need to say everyone's welcome. Yeah. But also in your heart, and you're like, if everybody is welcome and it yeah. does turn out, you know, at fifty fifty, my safety's gone yeah. Yeah. or my safety net's gone. That that must be, and that shouldn't even be a thing yeah. that we're talking about right now. Nah. Do you know what I mean? Like, nah, it's kind of like I've I've just found who I just found who I am, right? And I what I experienced with these people. Um, so when you now coming across that in these bars is like, now nah, this is a this is supposed to be a safe space for queer people to come and get pushed and dance to fucking Britney Spears. Do you know what I mean? Like, I love you know, Britney Spears that, too, man. And you know, and I think <laughs> everyone loves Britney Spears, man. We all uh, danced it as, as, yeah. as, as youngsters. Maybe not when I was older and in front of. <laughs> In front of people, but definitely in the room when I was younger, man, superb, brilliant. Oh, I don't know if I'd I probably do it now. Right. To be fair, because I don't care now. Yeah, I don't know if I explained. But that this right, is but... the thing. This is the thing where, like, on the podcast, yeah. to all everyone watching, all our fans, we don't know at all. We don't know. All. I yeah. don't know. At all you don't know. At all I'm not educated on this. 
on on we're not ridiculously educated on any yeah. really subject we're not professionals we're literally yeah. just on giving opinions and nothing set in stone so yeah. if someone might go out and go oh Jared you're wrong this this, this and that, that no no it's just an opinion from yeah. what's happened to you and your perception mm. I'm giving mine from my perception yeah. you know no one's wrong no one's right I, I just think we have to be open like this yeah. to go forward you know that's your experience and that's perfectly fine yeah. you know someone else is going to be shaped differently and they're going to have a different no, I guess so. opinion from you and yeah. if we're not open to each other's opinion where do we go no. How do we move forward together if, if we're not open to each other's opinion? Um, at least there's dialogue. Yes. At least there's dialogue. Exactly. And at least we are brave enough to come on and just talk yeah. about these kind of things. But, you know, I'm definitely still coming. Oh, absolutely. Oh, well, I'm definitely still absolutely coming. Oh, I, I can't. I've actually been, it's actually something I've been looking forward to. <laughs> it, it, I'm not even lying. It's like, um, and so many people say it's the best atmosphere ever. That so is, no wonder many... Is. Um, straight people are, tr are, yeah. are going you know yeah. and and it might be a thing as well that make it you've had you have a straight friend they probably want to go with you you know because yeah. you're the friend and they want to celebrate with you and and uh, i it's just i think maybe it's all circumstantial i guess but for yeah. the most part yeah. my heart firmly believes that you know this is it is a queer space first and foremost you need to save space right okay and that's that's so interesting because mm. i can understand you know i can understand Definitely, we do it from being like. Um, I guess my safe space was more football because I, mm. I I was brought up off of a, a full um, a full white family mm. in, in in Scotland, a Mackay family, you know, a real Scottish family, um, real Scottish family, just a you know, um, played the pipes, bagpipes, Gaelic, all that yeah. traditional, and. Um, I'd, sometimes I would go when I was out and I would go to um, clubs that would have R&B rooms and it was predominantly mm. black people in it. And sometimes I didn't feel yeah. at home there. And I know that's so weird to say, you know, people might come at me for this, but sometimes I didn't because I was more, um, I don't know, I was more, I don't know, I was more lacoste trackies and I was, you know, that I was, just, I was I only of one of three. In your up, one of three in you my know. school of, no, sorry, one of, Two or three in my year who were black, yeah. um, me, Siobhan, Amy, Jace, Julian, one or five, and then there wasn't many in the school. Do you know what I mean? So, um, I always my place was with white people more. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So I understand that kind of. When I did go, I felt right. I can't really dance, um, like like my dad or um, like my African American side. I can't really dance like that. Um, I've never learned to dance yeah. that way, you know, as as much as I, I love it. <laughs> um, I would I would look like Jack and Victor. I would look like Jack and Victor and I'd be him. Basically, that's it, you know. And let's not let's not sugarcoat it. And I'd be like Jack and Victor and I'd be him because I wouldn't be able to to do it. And it, it it really did feel uncomfortable. Now I'm much better, you know. And I was talking to Biggs and Bash about this. Mm. We were talking about the different upbringings they've had to me, you know, and how um, how. Most of my friends are white. Do you know what I mean? And and many of their friends will be, yeah. you know, predominantly black. And um, it's circumstantial. It yeah. is. It's, it's circumstantial. And I think there's no right or wrong because um, I think with all these subjects, if we don't talk, if we don't get ourselves open to opinions, um, let ourselves be open to opinions, mm -hmm. um, listen to each other, educate each other where necessary we can't move this forward this is it and you know? you know I always think that when when you know the, the important thing about that dialogue being there is if, if ever anybody ever sort of you know 
has some sort of, you know, negative opinion about, you know, whether it's my sexuality or the things that I do or, you know, all that sort of stuff. I, all my first instance is never ever to get angry about it, never ever to get, you know, hurt about it. it it's, it's to educate. I think that's the, the first point of call, is to keep that dialogue going and, and, and educate over hate. Yeah. That's my new, new Education and positivity. Yeah, that's totally it. agree. Yeah. And if, you know, if people aren't willing to see from, you know, that perspective, then I guess that's potentially on them. But uh, the, the most important thing, I think, is education. Yeah, and, um, yeah. conditioning and lack of education is why we're in this this, yeah. this phase now, do you know what I mean? But, but we're now the first country in the world to um, implement LGBTQ plus education in secondary schools, secondary schools. Really. Exactly. Yeah, which is so, which is a positive for mm. sure. Um, and, and it's... You want to say that there's probably a lot going on behind the scenes now to get much more done that's maybe yeah. not been signed off yet. I'd hope so. You know? Um, but then you wonder again, why is it not been signed off already? Yeah. Let's, let's, let's just... Yeah. Let's just get it done, guys. What, what, you know what, what I mean? For? Ladies and gentlemen, and, and, and every gender, every sexuality, let's... Let's go. You know yeah. what I mean? Let's you know, let's let's have no blocks, no barriers. Mm. And it's um it's interesting. I really do not mind it's anyone, anything what I don't you know, it's not you know, I'm me, you know, I want other people, I want my son to be who he is. If he if he turns out to be um a gay man, trans man, to to be gender fluid, um then Good, good on him. You know I'm mean? not gender. Yeah, what, <laughs> why do I keep saying gender fluid? What? No, that's just how I uneducate that. Why? Why not saying like so? Well, so fluid, right? Like sexually, sexuality, sexually wise, you know what I mean? fluid. Like, so see how you would have somebody that identifies as straight, yes. or gay, yes, or bi, yes. You know, I'd say uh, that fluid. Do you know what I mean? I, just, I don't really care. Uh, maybe maybe pansexual okay. is the term. I fuck knows. Right, you know okay. what I mean? Who actually gives a fuck okay, anyway? Yeah. You know, but. Gender wise, I, my pronouns are he him. I'm like definitely a man, but like sexuality wise, it takes a bit of understanding. Aye, it does. No, that's just what people get. People might come and at this me. Is the dialogue. Like, people might come at me in and out and be like, bah, 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 he's not doing this. Why are you no. not educated on this? I don't. I'm, I'm trying. Right. There's so exactly. much things to be educated that's on these right. days. I'm trying, Aye. and I want to. I want to understand. This Aye. is you know. I want to understand, and um, and it. And now that I know that, then that's more education. Yeah. It's more positivity. Yeah. I never even knew it was a term. Fluid was a term until like yeah, you know, a couple of months ago. I just thought it was bisexual, you know. But there's a term where you like don't really have a, any sort of particular gender that you are attracted to. So I'm well, just there's like, been a eh. lot of new terms coming out. Yeah, you know, and they make it someone maybe doesn't go online as much or has Facebook that Facebook that much yeah. or maybe works too much. They're not going to know them. Mm. They're not going to know the new terms. So. Education, absolutely key in school, for sure, and out yep. with school. But um, it's always interesting to talk about because these waters are murky. You know, they're dark waters. And, and people are scared and, to and have the conversations. Scared. People, like someone said to me the day, just before this podcast, you're very brave for the the the, 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 the subjects you talk about. And I have to talk about mm -hmm. them. Even if I get hate and stick or say, say the mm -hmm. wrong thing, fine, I'll take it. You know what I mean? If, I, if I'm wrong, then absolutely, you know. Um, but I just feel with flipping the mindset, we need to these these subjects need to be talked about. Because mm. if not, who? If everyone's scared this to talk about them, especially celebrities, they are really scared to talk about them. Kind of put a foot you wrong. Know, you know you I mean? cannot. You know we we, we the media's the, the media's done that. Let's be honest. You know what I mean? But 
we, we need to. Mm. We need to. We need to. And I, and I, I, I wouldn't feel. Um, I wouldn't feel happier myself if, if I didn't keep keep doing my, keep doing what I'm doing. Sometimes people come at me and go, "Oh, don't I need to do that? Don't I need to do this?" I'm saying, "No, no, no." But you know, it's making a difference. But and you've Absolutely. seen that. Absolutely. That's why you continue doing yeah. it. You know. And and today's podcast, even the wee things that we we're talking about, right. um, before I knit for a PB, is um, so I know many people won't understand much of what we're talking about today. Mm. And it's important that they do. And it's important that when you go away from this podcast, you educate yourself more. Right. As I need to do as well. And um, and if, if we can have people actually doing that, going and educating themselves, coming back with more open minds, which I have hundreds of emails coming through with, since all podcasts Brilliant. we've done, with people educating themselves. You've changed my whole perspective last week with Megan Welsh. Mm-hmm. People are looking at influencing and influencers totally different mm. now because how amazing she was when she came on, how brave she was, the way Aye. she spoke, the way she spoke about influence, the way she kind of crushed a few myths that we have. And uh, I think that's really, really important. So we were talking there about how comfortable it feels to have this conversation where it's just dialogue. Like yeah. none of us are getting on each other saying, I believe this, but this is right, that's right. We're not knocking each other down. Yep. We're literally opening up to each other about something I definitely don't know enough about um, the gay community the LG um, well what I wanted to know now right is do you know the full syllable how would what would you uh, say syllable LGBTQIA plus lesbian gay bisexual transgender queer intersexual asexual and then the rest I think <laughs> it's, it's you know, it's, it's so needed. It is so needed. It's And and after this, and as I was saying to you, I was talking to one of my best pals who is, he's, a, he's you know, he's a proud gay man, as he should be. And um, he was saying, I was saying to him, should I get, because normally I'll educate myself big time before a podcast, should I educate myself for this podcast coming up? Because we're going to talk about this. And we came to a decision, we said, no. Mm. Don't go in as authentic as natural as you can. It's not something I've educated myself on fully. It is my duty to, because I'm now bringing up a son and I need to educate him on um, and any other children I, I have in the future. I need to educate them on this stuff. It's very, very important, and hopefully the schools and that do too. Mm. So, saying that, I'm still not ridiculously educated and, and there's so much room for me to be educated. Aye, so, that's having right. this conversation. I know, that's that's yeah. what I mean. It's, Aye, that's, it's okay. And, and literally, as, as before, we did come back on, I did... That was the conversation we had, and how how comforting it is to have that conversation and not have somebody sit and you're not sitting pretending like you've no went and fucking right. I know exactly what this. Do you know what I mean? That's the comfort in it, yeah. and that is is the word for me is just dialogue, right? And I, I would I much rather you like like that, right? Your gender fluid. I would much rather that sort of shit happens than somebody sit and be like. <laughs> Guess so. Uh, there's a pansexuality and or you know, yeah. and all that sort of you know good stuff. But I, I, it's just it's com- it's it's comforting. So I mean, I have no. I, I'm not saying I have no idea because I, I do understand and Aye. and I do understand. No, I don't understand. I, I do, yeah, I want to be as open as I can for anything, mm. and um, I will be, and I am. But there's so much more to learn. There's so, oh Christ. so much more it's to learn. Same. Do you know what I mean? I'm only at the beginning stages of exploring and understanding who I am in that sense as well. So so when you're talking about, would you say, when when I'm referring to, would I say the gay community? Uh, I, 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 I don't think that's particularly really that. 
the gay community, the queer community. And the reason I'm saying this is because there's going to be so many people who want to talk to their friends mm. who might be gay or trans or whatever it may be who won't, and I know they won't because it makes your heart go. Yeah. You think if I say some word, if I say one word wrong, I'm getting, you know, I'm I'm getting, you know, hung out to dry. I'm yeah. getting, I'm losing my job. I'm getting exposed on Twitter on everything, and my life's over. That's how brutal it is. Uh-huh. Um, and and uh, even in this podcast, at the start of this podcast, I was letting that come in, and I was thinking, nah, should I say that? Should I not? And I think no, I need to be as authentic as Aye. I can. If I get hate for it, I get hate for it. It's fine, you know. I'm, I'm trying to learn, mm. you know. But for someone who's maybe got a friend in the gay community, a queer community, um, and they want to talk to them, how do they how do they come about it? If without want like because they might be scared, they might get shut down uh, badly, the, or if the questions are specifically about you know the, the issues that somebody that is queer might face, that is that what you mean? Like, yeah, how, like so, how make do you it, open a, how do you open a dialogue with your gay friend? Yeah, but yeah, absolutely. Because it, the reason why I know um, two friends are now, and they never speak about it ever. It's not even mentioned. Yeah, because oh, oh, genuinely, I mean, as much as we've spoken loads about it here, partly is because I'm I'm so new to it, and this is it's really it's amazing for me to be able to have this conversation in the first place. Do you know? Because I've never been able to before. I think that your sexuality, personally, is the most important and least important thing about a person. Do you know what I mean? I I love I now love myself for who I am. Do you know? In that sense, um, but also who gives a fuck? Do you know what I mean? Yeah, like who actually gives a fuck? Do you know? It's um, uh, that's just life. <laughs> but there will be people that when they, when you say who gives a fuck, or if I say who gives a fuck, there'll be people uh, going whoa, whoa. You know what I mean? This is fucking so important. Exactly. Absolutely important. But yeah. it's also like that's yeah. just who you are. Do you know? That's yeah. just who you are, and that, that's amazing. That is we so can't amazing. change who we are, but I, I just hate the fact that so many people in our world have had to change and hide who yeah. they are for so long, yeah. and 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 it's just it's, it's ridiculous. And but it's also the reality. Mm. I'd I'd actually I'd come up to my cell street when I was a lot younger. Like I'd, I thought I was gay. How was your process? What talk us through what happened? Because obviously you had the girlfriend for. I, I've I've only ever had girlfriends. Um, I thought when I was young, a lot, lot lot younger, you know, you know, beginning stages of my teenage years, I thought I was gay, and I'm pretty sure everybody in my family thought I was gay, and you know whatever. That because that was the only other option. It was gay or straight, mm-hmm. right? So. But I knew I wasn't gay. Do you know what I mean? So it was this weird, like, and that's where the frustration and the yeah. like, who the fuck am I? Because that's I, I don't identify with that. I, I can't, you know, I'm I'm no, that's no me. Um, and it's obviously only until now I've, I've realised that it's, there's no just two options in this world. That you know, you're not just one thing or the other thing. You can be so many different things and as many things as you want to be, and that's fucking brilliant, mm-hmm. and that's all right. Do you know? Um, it makes but, you a bit emotional uh, here. I'm starting to get emotional one. just when the way you said that there about there was only gay or straight because that was true. Yeah, when I was at school. There was only gay or straight, and you not being able to feel like one of them. That's awful. Aye, I, that was my that's my life for so long. Like I, I had no idea who I was. I couldn't. And I was, you know, so in myself. I, I couldn't. Like I couldn't bring myself to understand it. And then. Um, yeah, so I pretty much came out to myself straight, you know, and because um, I was, I was and still I'm very much interested in women, you know, um, 
but I, and then of course I was in a, a long term relationship with a with a, a girl, so until this very moment, my process is still ongoing because I've, I've this is now me exploring that there is so much more to just those two things. Um, I, but I disbelief at the minute because I've never kind of took into um, consideration how fucking shit that was at that time in my life that, that like no 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 having not been able to identify you either but I that's mad <laughs> that is mad <laughs> that is really scary it was very yeah. scary like and that's when I thought there was something wrong right because at least if I was gay I don't know, you know, I'd have had something I could say, mm-hmm. that's me, but, aye. Fucking hell, man, it's, uh, it's, I don't know if it's just having a son as well, you kind of, no, I could, I I can't understand, of course, because I've not been in that position, mm. the only way I can kind of, what I can refer to is probably my mental health. Mm. When I was, when I knew I wasn't, I knew I wasn't, I don't know, I, d- I didn't know if, if it was anxiety or PTSD yeah, or whatever, was... I was so lost and I did feel so alone. Mm. And you speak about being alone and feeling alone. Mm. Many people would go, how can Jared Brown or the littlest chicken feel so alone when he's such a sensation on TikTok, when he's... Winning media personality of the year was it? <laughs> when he's um, uh, when he's you know he's on voice calls, uh, video calls, and Nicola Sturgeon, and you know, and everyone loves him. How can he feel that lonely? I want you to talk us through that because this is important. We seem uh, to think because someone's successful that they're happy. Um, I get. I've always, I've always surrounded myself with a lot of people, um, and it, you know, it, it comes right back to. For the longest time, the only person that knew who I was was me on the inside. And me on the outside didn't want to recognise that or uh, let that person come out or let that person through out of fear of losing my family, you know, the people that were were closest to me. Um, So I, I still very much am alone. In, the, in my inside because I've never I've, I don't think I've actually fully let that person on the inside out yet um, and it's weird thinking about it like there is two people you know there's the person that I present to, to people on the internet to to my friends to my family um, and yet always knowing that there's somebody else in there that's like it's, that deserves to be here <laughs> aye <sighs> Still, so much progression to be, yeah, to, to be had and and learning yourself still at twenty one. Is oh, I suppose we learn ourselves. We always learning, aren't we? Ah, we, you'll never stop we, evolving. We, That's the joy. We're always learning and evolving, and the world's always yeah. learning and evolving. And mm. um, it's really, it's really nice you've opened up with that. And I'm sure there's many, many, many people watching this who feels that way right now mm. or you know or and we talk about com- comedians 
Mm. You know, that we normally um we normally say that, you know, your your eight out of ten comedians will be hind will be hiding behind dark mm. and intrusive and yep. thoughts and, and really poor mental health and mm-hmm. it must that's you know, you when you do your make it when you're doing your funny stuff right and you're mm. doing your sketchings, does that ever make you feel more acceptable or more accept or more or um, does that push you further away from who you who you want to come out? I think it feeds the I think it feeds the maybe it feeds the acceptance of just being accepted first and foremost. And whether or not I'm presenting me on the inside or me that I I, I choose how I choose to present myself it's acceptance regardless. So I take that where I can get it, I think is the biggest thing for me. Um, and I, I also, you know, struggle massively with my mental health, um, very much so, more than I ever have in a long, long time in the past, sort of since moving to Glasgow, actually. Um, you know, I, I was a point... <sighs> Christ, I was a point... Um, I, I must be three and a half weeks ago. Like ah, uh, after a night out, you know what? And, and I don't know how to have this conversation without having a bit of context behind it and a bit more of a. We'll come back to that bit. We'll come. Yeah. <laughs> we'll come back to that bit. But aye, aye. What was the question? <laughs> it was a point three and a half weeks ago. Aye. Did it all come to a halt? It did. It came to a. A massive fucking like, but I, I fuck it. I spent forty five minutes at the end, like, the top of the bridge at the Clyde. Do you know what I mean? That was me. I absolutely like out my tits. Do you know what I mean? Um, and I didn't even. It wasn't even that I thought about jumping. Do you know what I mean? It wasn't even that. It was just like I was. I was just there. I, I got myself home, but I phoned my boss actually, and I did that because. You know, I knew if I phoned my boss, like that's my boss. Do you know what I mean? Um, aye, that was that's that's been the most you know, recent sort of maybe reality check. I guess I've always had an unhealthy relationship with alcohol anyway, um, and that you know part of that's running in certain aspects of my family. Um, aye, so that's a bit of a, a battle that I'm fighting at the minute. Uh, we have so many teenagers who have taken their own life, especially mm. young men. Yeah. And that's what, predominantly where I do a lot of my work. And it's always, a, a lot of the time, it's these boys have been under the influence mm. of drinking drugs or drink or drugs, whatever. Mm. Um, and it's came to this halt. Mm. And, and when you are under the influence you've got to think maybe that it's so if the people you see it's a selfish thing to take your own life and stuff like that it's one of the most for, for one of the most yep. horrendously difficult things in the world I've been there many yep. times and um, it's scary it's petrifying you don't know why you're there you're in limbo so much going through your head it's mm. racing then it's too quiet and the drugs and the, the drink can mask it, but then 
there's a time in certain nights out that I've been through myself that there'll be that two hour period yep. where it can go either way either way and that's where I think we're losing a lot of our yep. young men not just young men yep and and it's tough because I've been there as I said I just came out recently and talked about the the cocaine that mm -hmm. I was taking um, now obviously my brother died of drugs mm. so I was against drugs my whole life and I mean my mates tell me now they're like you used to fall out with us for taking drugs you mm. would literally not speak to us for a week or two weeks and I would I would be really against them because mm. that's what killed my brother choices killed my brother but drugs were in him when he was when we found him but choices inevitably killed him now it's tough because I feel like I was trying to get closer to him drinking and then I started taking the cocaine you take one bit of cocaine in the next kind of 10 minutes no worries yeah free free yeah. as a butterfly walking around the club shaking my butterfly wings fucking no care in the world you then take another one you take another one before you know it yeah. Before you know it, you're on a night out and you're in a club and you spend more time in the toilet than you do in the dance floor and you know you've got a problem. Uh -huh. And you're having conversations with people with the same problems as you and it's the only time, the only time I hear men and women as well speak about their problems is in a kitchen table during the night. You will hear everyone's problem yep. in a kitchen table. If you want to know... Which of your friends are having problems in their life, kitchen table, through the night, flying the wall, you'll hear everything. Mm -hmm. From everything they're going through, and then it'll be forgotten about the next day. They'll mm -hmm. die for five days till the first day you get yourself back. You know, people who have, have done it or know, and there's probably many, very few of you who haven't. Let's be honest, in this society we're in, and... Um, you know, you're talking to... From policemen to lawyers to bank people to footballers to rugby players you know it's everywhere mm. it is mad especially this new prop this this prop drug it's absolutely absolutely wires people it wires people to the moon it's... and I remember one time and I'm sitting on a couch and I'm thinking what am I, do what am I doing and I'm what the heck you know what I mean woof my heart is booming man I'm thinking whoa what the fuck am I doing man I must must have took about seven gram of cocaine to myself Fuck I was a big hell, boy man. I was you know I was about six stone heavier than I am might even be more than that and all the problems get talked about and then you've got the rest of it to deal with which is literally the loneliest and most horrible suicidal it's time when you're lying in, in your bed life. and your heart is fucking yeah. racing and that is the minute that yeah. like you're like that when you, re you, you realise honestly the thoughts the fear the depression the suicidal thoughts that's the closest that's I've been it. to it but then Speaking about being alone, I'm walking to the gym the other night and I've come off a drink, as you know, I've been doing the yeah. the sober stuff. Now, the only reason I'm off a drink is because of the cocaine. Mm -hmm. You know, I know the drink isn't the problem. It's my choices when it's, I'm on the drink. It is, it is, you know, it well, is, drink's probably the problem. And, and you know, <laughs> it's, well. it's, it's like you, it's not, it's not, it's no cocaine, right? Yeah. It's like, well, it's like you can't have a drink without having it. Aye. Do you know? So that's it, what it's happens. Just, it's by proxy. Yep. You, you take know? the drink, you take the cocaine, you get all, dah, you feel a wee and bit sick because it's wearing off. Yeah. I need another line. Patsy, toilet, boom, bang out, <laughs> buzzing about the club. Come down a wee bit, fucking need another line, boff. And mm -hmm. then it comes to that place where 
And so many people will be watching this probably greeting their eyes out Aye. and a lot of trouble, whether it's through money, whether it's through relationships, whether it's through feeling alone because they can't tell their mom and dad or their sister or their brother. We've got to. We have got to tell people because if we don't, the problem does not stop if we don't talk. Mm. And that's what this podcast is about. And I came out and people go, that'll ruin your chances of doing it. When I came out and talked about the, the cocaine, I only took it for a short period. There was a point where I took a lot of it in nights out and I only went out maybe once every two, three weeks. But I'd be out for two days mm. and then I'd go home and I would be in the worst state in mm. the world for 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 a long time. Yeah. So I thought, if I stop the drink, I said, I know it's not the cocaine. If I stop the drink, I'm not going to take the coke. I don't just want to go and buy coke and take it and fucking dry sniff cocaine. That's just, that's that's literally the worst thing in the world to me. Not the worst thing in the world to do, but the worst thing in the world for my anxiety. So without the drink... There's just no room to take cocaine. Mm. So that's why I started the football team up with helping the boys off the cocaine and keeping them, helping the boys off the drink and the cocaine because mm -hmm. it goes hand in hand. Yep. Once I kicked the habit of, not the habit because it wasn't, it's a short time. Once I kick, once I can take a drink without feeling, so make it, I'm going to do sober sobriety for a year or six months, whatever. Mm -hmm. If I can go back and have a drink like you used to and have the best night ever and wake up good, Sunday, yep. fly, not being a gaff or being a gaff sober or just drinking yep. and say no to it then I've kicked the you know what I mean that's why I'm giving myself the 79 days or whatever it takes to break a habit or, and after that when I go back to having a few drinks I can go nah no 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 yeah. I know what that does to me mate yeah. do you know what I mean and that's I think what many of us are hoping for yeah and sorry to rabble on obviously I'm really passionate about that now but I'm really passionate and open up about it because how many people say on Instagram and Facebook and you guys will be watching now, how many people say, oh, oh man, I was so drunk last night. You don't say I was so fucking out of my nut last night. Mm -hmm. That's not what you say because literally when you get home and you're, oh man, too much drink last night and you're walking home at like two o'clock the next day, you've not stayed up for that whole day. Maybe you, maybe you might if you're hyper as fuck. <laughs> but do you know what I mean? You have been sniffing your life away and that's literally what we do. We take a chance, we sniff a life away and then we'll go the next day. But you never hear someone go, Fucking hell, I was smashed on the drink yeah. and drugs at the weekend. Very rarely do we ever see that on Instagram. Yeah. You know, I've seen influencers take it. I've seen everyone, so many fucking, fucking three quarters of the club yeah. doing it. You know what I mean? I'm never out the toilet and they're away in their back. Especially now that I'm sober, I see it a lot more when I'm going out. Because you've been, you've been yeah. there, you know. You yeah. Know. I'll see the boys and the girls going to the <clears> toilet <throat> and then coming out, boff. Do you know what I mean? A mile off. And... I see them living a life and, and, and I'm not saying don't do anything. You can do what you want in life, you know. I always say moderation. If it doesn't affect, if it's not affecting your life in a negative way mm. and it's not ruining relationships and ruining your life and ruining your family, mm. then do what you want. Yeah. You know, who am I to judge? I can't judge you. Some people might go, you know what, Kenny, I've been 80 and I've took, you know, no, I'm 70 years old and I've took cocaine every weekend. I've not got addicted. Well, you might not have an addictive personality mm. and they might just like drugs because some people do just go, oh, I love drugs, you know. And it's, and it, for me, probably it was an acceptance thing. I don't know if people will understand that. I don't know if you, like for me, taking the cocaine was an acceptance thing. I felt closer to my brother. When I didn't need to feel closer to my brother, so I'd obviously tricked my own head yeah. into, I was in a bad way and I've tricked my own head into thinking that's made me closer to my brother. Yeah. Because um, I never, I was thinking I didn't really understand him because he was doing that and I was always sober, picking him up going, look at Nick, are you a disgrace? You need to, why are you taking this drug? All that stuff. And I would say everything under the sun to him when really I should have said, are you okay? Aye. That's the words I should have said. Aye. But it's, it's mad. Let's 
get the lights less dimmed and uh, lighten the conversation. The lights don't dimmer, by the way. I was just. <laughs> let's. So, let's. You better listen to that, people, if you are struggling. You know, really. I'm going to put some things in the in the chat below the description. I want you to click them, get yourself help. If you need help, please go and get it. All right. That's all it takes. Getting a wee bit of help. Boom. Go and get it. Many of us need help. And some of you will be going like that now. Nah, I don't need any help, mate. I'm fine. No, you're not. Some of you like yourself. We know we do that for ages. And nah, I'm fine. Mm. Okay, man. That's fine. I can handle it. No, well, you're obviously not if it's ruining your relationships and stuff. All right. So TikTok, right? Let's go to TikTok. First of all, how did the TikTok come about, right? Because I was late to TikTok, very, very late to TikTok. Right. I actually set up an account only a couple of months ago. That's uh, fucking late to the that game. That is late. It's, it's went viral as fuck, man. But these conversations, do you know what I mean? That's for good reason. But how did you... What, what happened? You know, because your first... Like, I went back. I've looked at all your... your my phone alarm's coming off. Phone alarm. Have fun at the podcast, Kenny. That's <laughs> 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 actually say that. <laughs> Sorry. Sometimes I need to remind myself to have fun. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so tell us about how TikTok started. What happened? You know, because you um, went to this superstar and you are loved uh, on that app. No, you also, are though. Fucking hated as You're well. very appreciated. Uh, I heard someone call you a lesbian the other day. <laughs> Because we're talking, we'd actually going to do something on trolls, right? Oh, and I hear someone call you a lesbian. Talk to us about it because you've done I, a reply video to it. I have spent, I spent the first six months of my journey on TikTok. People convinced I was a lesbian farmer. <laughs> <laughs> I did. Do you know that fo- the the phone in the council, right? Was was the video? Like, take your bats. So when I started TikTok. Um, Scott, I just finished, uh, graduated um, theatre school as a, you know, an acting. I'd signed on my agent. Do you know, I did the Fringe Festival with a really, really cool theatre um, company. Um, I, I did a short BBC Scotland film. Whoa. So I was like, fucking yes, this is happening. This is amazing. And then lockdown came. <laughs> so like I had built my, my two years at college and, and things and I it was all great and then um I lockdown arrived and there was no auditions happening, there was no, you know, spaces open for me to create. I'm I'm used to make a lot of theatre. I was a you know, I had my own theatre company and I used to um, me and my pals would get together and put shows on in bars. Do you know what I mean? They used to facilitate shows and, and things. It was great. Um then that all stopped and I had no creative release. And at this point, you know, I wasn't drinking heavily and all that shit. So, you know, I, I, there was nothing to cure my boredom, right? Um, and then I found this app that was predominantly just, you know, young American girls dancing to, you know, <laughs> tunes. Um, so or was, rich American boys and, jumping on trampolines. I, and at the very, very start of lockdown, there was very, very few Scottish people on that app yeah. or Scottish people creating on that mm-hmm. app. Um and the really, really funny thing was, is if you were on TikTok, right, just shortly after I'd started and began to grow a wee bit and things, and, and Scottish TikTok became a thing. Mm-hmm. Scottish TikTok became a community during lockdown. Um, 
you'd, you'd, you know, be scrolling, ah, oh, there's an American girl dancing, there's an American girl dancing, there's that rich American guy, you know, <laughs> jumping in a car. Oh, there's that wee Scottish cunt, it's like, you know what I mean? That was it for a while, it was, it was the two extremes, it was me with my hat and my glasses, <laughs> or, or like Charlie DeMille, you know what I mean? On a kayak, oh, that's in my kayak, let's go. <laughs> but, um... Aye, and, and as much as it, it, it grew and I, it cured my boredom when I had a massive creative release and I could sing some songs and do some daft videos and talk shite and get pushed on live streams and quit my job, do you know what I mean? That was a big thing that happened as well. Well, come on, <laughs> come on that in a bit. Um, this community that was established and my mental health, like, it, honestly, it has helped me get through that that shit period of being locked in that in the house so much because um, at that point you know my relationship was breaking down I'd spend the whole day in the <coughs> living room and she'd spend the whole day in the bedroom you know that was that was it that was, we were kind of done by that point um, so for my peace of mind it was this online came and I used to laugh at people when they told me they had internet friends right but I shit you know I have met some of the most fucking amazing people that I live my flatmate I met her on, on TikTok Kimball we met on TikTok when we lived together. Is that the one I met? That's just like we, we met each other on the street. Ah, we did. Um, remember outside Cosmopolitan? I was, I mean, I think I and, was a bit uh, drunk. I, I think you were steaming right, <laughs> and I was, that may have been a sober night out for me, and I'm like that. Oh, Alice Channing, uh, you're supposed to be coming on my podcast. And then your pal goes, you're the mental health guy. Uh, <laughs> Kimbo, that's my flat, mate. I was like that, yes. And he's just like, I'm going to get him on your TikTok. For, I'm going to get him on your podcast for me. I'm like, you do that, hey, man. Brilliant. Well, we met, we met on TikTok, but I. That that that's pretty much how it started, and then I just fucking fell in love with this idea of recording random minutes of my day and uploading it for like a couple of hundred people to see. <laughs> you know, it was great. Mm-hmm. Like like anybody cared what I was doing. Now, I mean, now I mean, for over half a million. Aye, it was putting that I meat the cheese and ham toasted. You know, aye, great. There's two hundred likes for you. I'm fucking <laughs> smashing. Do you know what I mean? Um, do you know people don't understand this? And I asked this to Megan Welsh as well, and I and I I get I, I do. You, you rely on it a bit for your mental health, uh, don't you? Yeah, I still I mean, do. These, these, yeah. My followers are, I feel like they're my family. It's, it's, it's so weird. strange. And I've met the same, like one of my best friends, Rebecca, um, she sadly lost her, um, her fiancé to suicide and is now raising three kids on her own. I met, I met Rebecca through it. I've met other people mm. through it. I've met some people that have changed my life Honestly. and helped me so much. Yep. And that's that's strangers. Yeah. And and honestly, they've done more for me than some of my some of my friends have done in my, in my whole life. The people, mad. the people that have uh, that have you know watched the, everything grow from the start, and I've just been there and you know we comments and things. I uh, genuinely, and these people I've I've never met. You know, I kind of remember your usernames and things like that, but just these wee moments of like, just lightness in such a dark time. Um, I will forever be appreciative of that. Do you know that that some random? Who would have thought, right? That genuinely, ten years ago, when I was, you know, starting my teenage years or whatever, that in ten years' time, there's going to be a global pandemic. You're going to be posting things on this weird app, and loads of strangers are going to tell you nice things, and you're going to be able to be pals. Do you know? Mad. It's fucking strange, Mad, it? but it is just like it's just like, and the live streams I used to do, I used to get just drunk on live streams and and chat away and Brilliant. 
talk about my problems and talk about shit and people get really invested but, in and this. These, people would sit in their houses as well and just have a drink and I, mm-hmm. I felt like I was in a pub. Like at some points, you know, you do we duo lives and things. And it genuinely felt just like having a conversation with pals. And mm. all I was doing was in my living room with a can of dragon soup, right? Reading comments on a live stream. But I genuinely felt such a connection and such a, like a, a back and forth. Like, mm. it, it, honestly, it was a surreal <laughs> experience. Mm-hmm. But forever, forever grateful of it. <laughs> my first, my first live before this is when I was starting up uh, people were like you need to go live to get followers so first live that's I became quite pally the guy after it first live set it up put my wee light on behind the, the phone yep. you know the wee the the light things that make you look everyone's sexier everyone's got now and, uh, so it's a household necessity we go to the skin um, on my thing thinking I'm good someone goes look the size of your fucking head <laughs> <laughs> Next time, camera. But it is camera, but I'm meeting away from my face. It's fucking strange. Brutal TikTok as well, Aye. isn't it? It can be uh, really brutal. Really amazing place for mental health. A Aye. really mental health community on it as well. Yep. A real community, you know, involving mindset, <laughs> coaching and stuff. But literally, my first yep. live. What size your fucking head? Fit mindset podcast. It comes on and just slaughters yep. me. And there's a lot of hate. People uh, do. There's, there's a, a lot, lot of real brutal hate. They need to regulate their accounts quickly, TikTok. Uh, but I heard you say last year in a podcast, TikTok's going to fizzle it. I think so. I think. I think I it's think got it bigger will. since you've said that. No, I think it will. At some point, it will. Something new is going to come along. Yeah. Isn't it? Something new is yeah. going to come along at some point. But. Do you know I think TikTok just do so well, though? See, when I go on TikTok, it's hard to get off it. Do you know what it is? It's because it, the. The human attention span mm-hmm. lasts 15 seconds and that is all you can... It's 15 second videos. I don't know. Yeah, it's something new and it's continuous. And Instagram have got their reels now. Yep. Everyone's following suit. But literally, it is the hardest app to come off. Mm. You, you go on that, you can't go on and just go off. You know, fucking guy jumping that trampoline yep. off the roof. Fuck, he just jumped off a fucking mountain head. What the yep. fuck? How's he just flicked a disc off for the lights and it's just went into his PS4? Aye. <laughs> Aye. You're fucking watching match. I'm watching. I, I've subscribed to a guy who cleans horses. As, hoofs. And that's so good therapeutic. Mate, it's phenomenal. Aye. I just sit and watch him and he's cutting hoofs off and I'm thinking, whoa, mm-hmm. you're going to cut her toe? Where's the blood? And it's just, I, I just half that off, just smacked the, the mic. And half a hoof? Aye. Like, it's just dark and all that. I don't know what it is, right? but I just nails horse or whatever stuff, horse stuff. Aye. There's an account called Texas Bee Works. Is it Texas Bee Works? And it's literally just this, and she's got the most soothing American voice, right? Mm-hmm. And it's just her, and she goes to houses and, like, saves bees, right? So there's, like... Bond girl? Aye. Oh, aye. amazing. It's like there's a, a, a big beehive aye. in, like, a, a toilet, and she comes in and just, like, scoops these bees up. And she doesn't do, even do it with gloves, no, does she not? Or a mask? Scoops them up. It's crazy. I fell in love with her. It's, it's amazing. Honestly, man, she was like, she's and these bees, you know, they're just on my skin. And, <laughs> you know, it's and, like, you fucking waste. And then what you, you find doing? a queen bee and you put it, that's the worst thing you can like. That's like a fucking South Welsh accent, man. It's like, and you put the queen in there. <laughs> and, 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 and all the, the bees will fall. <laughs> all, that's what she and says. She and goes, all the bees will fall. I'm like, it was a great day of saving the bees. Yeah. <laughs> 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 oh, that's in every video she's uh, got about fucking 20 million followers now she did Jason Derulo's 
she's a bit too friendly with the bees, isn't she, man? Uh, something, something. Come on, right she's there. like I think she, her pillow instead of fluff, it's just bees. <laughs> bees. Just get a blanket. Bees, it's man. just a blanket of bees. <laughs> she's wrapped there, man. Like and the she trains them to like make her cups of tea and shit. And, like, I've not seen uh, this. Is this new? No, no I, well, I don't know. It was just that was a joke. All right, but... <laughs> TikTok for you, man. I fucking know. <laughs> <laughs> I believe you. So, <laughs> was there a specific moment, right, that you went, you know what? I'm feeling, as an artist and 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 um, comedian, um, I, I I feel I, I feel I'm here now. I feel I've arrived. Do you know what I mean? I feel this is what I want to do. Um, I don't know. I think, uh, I I guess as it's, as it started to grow, and you know, I I just I just sort of throughout the, the the progression of it, fell in love with it more and more, and that's that's literally the easiest way I can explain it there wasn't really a, a specific point when I thought do you know what this is bro I'm going to keep doing it it was just like it, it just happened naturally over time um, and the amazing things I've got to do um, through being on on TikTok and on, online and things and the people I've got to meet um, and and I've always wanted to release a song it's always been a dream of mine so to release a you know, my, my first song, uh, Hey, last uh, March, I think it was. Stop taking my questions off me. That's my next right, question. Okay, I'm sorry. You've just absolutely done me. <laughs> sorry. Literally just scrolled Do you want down. Me to save it. <laughs> We're going to pretend to edit that out. You didn't hear that, right? So, number two. <laughs> Not that kind of number two with my IBS, but number two, you got a number two with Hey. Aye. Mate, it's brilliant. It was, well, listen, you say it number two, right? Oh, that's it. <laughs> Just listen. That was reason. What a tune. That's that's a good bit. But I've realised that there comes a point. Smash him. Smash him. We're all getting a lesson of this. I acted the fool. Good time, do you like it? <laughs> this is my favourite. Really? I'm with you. And I never felt half this whole without you. <laughs> That's when I start to resent you and I come down. I regret it. It's phenomenal. Fuck, that was a year ago. Not wasn't it? Maybe. Oh, should be proud of that. Thanks very much, man. Aye. That, that sounds really good with these headphones on, actually. Top notch, it, man? Yeah. That was it. I can okay. start recording in here now. That was really, really smooth the way you did that. I wasn't expecting I was like, what the fuck? Somebody's phone ringing <laughs> The best of the best, man, you know. Yeah. I'll be us on TV soon, smashing us. Aye. That's Flat Mindset Podcast. Get you back in a year on our couple of number Aye. ones. Well, I, well, we got well. We're number, we're number two for two days, I think. Um, but even still, even to like see you go on I, the iTunes app, right? And I think there was Nathan Evans mm-hmm. um, when the the Weller Man came out soon, mm-hmm. mate. That one. Everyone. Oh, went, we know the Weller Man. Nuts for, right? That was on the radio about seventeen times a Honestly, day. Honestly, see when because I'm good pals with Nathan, mm-hmm. right? So see when my, my my wee tune came out, 
um, we had no idea that it was going to be going to come out the next day. So we did it on the Sunday, expecting no, it might appear in like, you know Spotify on the Thursday or something. No, nine o'clock Monday morning, I was up. I was like, Safwon Yulin who produced it. Mm-hmm. And I was like, fuck, what do we do? What do we do? It's it. We need to do something. And we had no promotion at all. We had nobody to help us, no support. So I was like, fuck it, I'll just go live on TikTok, right? I went live on TikTok for like half past nine in the morning, right through to whenever it was. And just like, it was like, go and download it on iTunes and whatever else, whatever else. And suddenly, like, people were in the comments telling me, oh, your song's in the top 40. I'm like, what? What are you on about? What are you on about? Um, so we watched it climb for like 36 and it got, I always remember Nathan was at number 8, right? And it got to number 12 and I, was, I text, text him and I was like, I'm fucking coming for you. <laughs> I'm coming for you here. And it surpassed and I was like, yes, get up here. <laughs> yes, you bastard, yeah. <laughs> and I night was at number 2 and it stayed there for like a day and a half. Um, and then it just it was nuts. Like I, I, I was on Zoom calls with... Like the guy that, that sat Paul and Atini down in the room and physically signed Paul and Atini. My um, God. Yeah, I was on phone calls with him, like EMI records and um, Polydor, Island records. It's fucking nuts. I was in Zoom calls with these folk, right? And my house in Stranraer going, ah, the creative process was uh, it was it was brilliant. It was fantastic. It was uh, it was it was great. How long did we do uh, Well, we did it in the weekend. I wrote the song on the Friday and by the Sunday, it was just that. That was it. That was genuinely how quick it was. Yulin heard a clip of it on, on TikTok and was like, we need to do something with this. And I was like, aye, right, chill, let's do it. Friday, we were like, done. Sunday released it and then ended up, you know, the uh, Palantini's old manager, like, you know, it was it was nuts. Nothing's came of that, do you know, they've all fucked off. So if you are watching this, by the way, I'm still waiting for my record deal. <laughs> um, but it's your loss. Um, it is, it is. I'm <laughs> telling you, they should have took it. You know, Paul uh, Natini, absolute superstar. Aye. Actually, I, I, I made a huge mistake one night. I was out in Paisley. Aye. And I made the mistake of, um, I was like, right, I'm just going to go home, back to a um, party in Glasgow. And my mate went to this other party where a couple of boys and girls and Paul Natini was at it and I missed That's it all. That's mad. It's all shite. Absolutely mad. shite. And I could have, you know, met That's, him. He's a huge... He's my favourite artist. Huge inspiration of mine. He's phenomenal. I don't think there's anyone who doesn't like him. And he's had a lot Crazy. of problems himself. Yeah. You know? Mm. So, very... I, I would love Paul on. I have tried. But, um, same with Nathan. I, I think I wrote on Nathan's thing. Love you on the podcast. And he goes, that'll be good. And then I goes, check your DMs. Gonna get back to you. I'll, te- I'll tell him. So, I'm sure I... Listen. I'm, we'll, we'll get you on here. We will. That's a promise. We'll get you on. No, no, because he's great. He, he, him as well. He's absolutely smashed it. And I like how I like how when your single came out, your debut single, he yep. he was one of the first Aye. to support you. He's, I oh, genuinely just such a nice guy. Like he was a postman, and then suddenly <laughs> he was multi famous. <laughs> you know what I mean? Crazy nuts. What is such a honestly? That guy deserves it. He's. He'll, he, that is his passion, right? I have a passion, but he fucking lives for that. Wow. Lives for it. And I, and I'm really excited for him because, you know, even though Wellerman came out and things like that, I'm really, really excited for all of his original stuff to, to start, you know, because he's just such a talented, talented guy. Has he got a few guy. bangers? Well, I, I've, I've not heard them, but I just know how, I know how talented he is. Well, he's with one out, I think, was the new one told you so. Um, but like, he's, he's, 
his musicality and his guitar playing and you know he's he's a talented man and he deserves it and I can't wait for people to hear his original stuff as well as the well man potential superstar I love it right coming to your releasing the single right so a question here that, that um, I asked I asked some fans sometimes for questions and my friend's a fan of you and he was saying how much responsibility do artists have producing their own material while starting out and how does this change? So does it? Do, do you always rely on the producer, or you haven't? Like you just you basically answered that question. And you just chucked it out. You yep. just went fucking have this man number two. There you go. Um, what if you can't afford a producer? What if you're, you know, how does how does so, one? So there might be young musicians out there that don't know what to do. They're just maybe gigging, and they want to get into the. Right. I've never gigged. Wow. Never. I've never. Well, when I was younger, and you know, like you know in the local park, you know, I, or in the karaoke, but I've never done a gig, like, properly, ever. Wow. <laughs> I've always just sang in my bedroom. Um, and in terms of how much responsibility it is, it was all, it was the entire thing was on me and Eulen. I was just lucky, Eulen was just a mate of mine, do you know what I mean? Yeah, there was no money behind any of it. We had absolutely nothing. Just me... My guitar, a shitty microphone, and a Zoom call. And on my end, I recorded the you know just the, the guitar and things, and then on Newland's end, he sort of did his production stuff, and that was it. So the, the, all of, all of the responsibility was on us. Um, I I couldn't I couldn't have afforded a you know a, a proper whatever. Newland is a proper producer, but you know like a full budget to you know record it with. Orchestra, you know, but mm-hmm. all of the responsibility. Yeah. That's amazing. Two pals just, you know, that was trusting it. in each other, chucking something out straight to number mm-hmm. two. We never met. Who, who number one, you? Um, I don't know. Oh, it, do you know what it, it was? It was Tom Grennan. No, it was Tom Grennan and the lassie for the X Factor, Ella Henderson. Right. Is that who did that song together? Possibly, can't remember. I think it was Ella Henderson. Aye, she beat me to it. Bastards. Aye. Oh, was it Sam? F- I can't remember. <coughs> but it was only there. For, I mean, it, just, it, it dropped out. It never made the official top 40, obviously, but it was still number two for a day and a half. <laughs> Do you know? It's phenomenal, though. Aye. It really is a big achievement hmm. for someone who's not even gigged. Aye. You know, normally, <laughs> normal people don't realise when someone does get a number 10 uh, or inside the number 10, they've been gigging for years. Aye. Do you know what I mean? They've been gigging for years. They've been busking for years. They've Aye. really... And lots went on behind the scenes, so mm. just says how much talent you've probably got to give. And especially <sighs> you and Nathan together can do something. Was, and do you know what? Well, genuinely, it was the people. The people that listened to it, people that streamed it, people that downloaded it. I, I could have chucked it out and it, you know, when it existed on YouTube forever and things. It's, as soon as we shoved that, whenever it went... The reason all this amazing stuff has happened musically is because of the love and the support of the people that have that have shown me. That's it. In a nutshell. It's the TikTok family. Well, the all the social media it's the, family. It's the community. And that is ju- just the truth of it. Like, if people want to listen to it or, or buy it on iTunes, you know, that that is just it. So the great thing about you is you're a, you're a whole package. You're not just a singer who, you know, is literally all you hear is her music and you don't hear anything else except for bits of the music. You hear none of their personality. Um, 
you don't know how real the songs are because you can't see, you know, you, can, you don't get to their personality. Yeah. You just have to have your own perception of what they're like. Yeah. You've got, you're funny, you're normal, um, you're authentic, you know, you're, you, you'll have your serious conversations, you'll have your tea when you're straight out of bed with the hair tucked <laughs> into your ear, you know what I mean? You, you don't give a fuck. And yeah. that's, that's what people love then you'll have your songs that you'll put on yeah. you'll sing you won't make it up to the to the heavens with lights and everything else to try and be perfect and that is really very very inspirational thanks um, very much well thanks. it really is because I mean there's not there's not many people doing it with the authenticity the, the, the people like to say they do and then they won't do it just the same just as authentically as you do and same with this podcast, how authentic the podcast is. Mm. We keep everything in if we're talking to yeah. the producers, if we're getting opinions and everything. Um, because we need the world to see more than that. Footballers, I think, are terrible for it now. They don't show anything. They don't interact. They hardly interact with fans now. Mm. All their social media posts, they don't really interact with people. Mm -hmm. There's no, you know, no I know you're not a football fan, but just like for saying that'll be a many people's idols in Scotland, right? Footballers, singers, whatever. There's no interaction. There's mm. nothing. They'll only interact with the famous people who are writing their stuff. Yeah. They'll only interact with this. They'll only, you don't know much about yeah. them anymore. Now, obviously, it might be the normal stuff because they want to be PG and they don't want it in trouble or to yeah. step a foot wrong because the public and social media and trial by, you know, social media and all that nonsense. But um, I think this is something we need more. We need more authenticity from our artists for our from our I mean I can name a few but I don't want to from our artists from our footballers from people I just think we deserve more authenticity you know for, yeah. for this mental health battle we're fighting too we need it we yeah. need to feel close to our idols we need to feel closer I love what Will Smith does now how he talks and you know how he really goes into stuff and shows a lot more about himself maybe we didn't see when we were younger when we thought the life in Bel Air was was perfect when really you know, it's not. It's not. Do you know what's come into my head? I'm reading a question out. Had a wee, if a wee, a wee rumble in my tummy, <laughs> 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 and uh, I was thinking a Scottish orchestra, right, right. behind you, with hay, with hay, or whatever song you want, or whatever with hay, yeah, with uh. hay, and you lengthen it, maybe. Because it would need to maybe be lengthened for the orchestra to they would start and stop. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? But because I don't know when I was listening to it, I wanted more. I was like, whoa, Aye. whoa, 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 why is the song over, man? Uh, Get into more, man. Genuinely, you know, the most incredible thing ever. Can we make this happen? <laughs> I'm really serious. Can we make this happen? A Scottish symphony orchestra behind Jared. <laughs> You know, that would be nuts. That some location, some nuts. phenomenal location in Scotland, because we know how patriotic you are. We know how much you love a country. I do. Scottish orchestra behind you singing "Hey, can we make it happen?" If there's anyone watching this who can who make we, who this happen, who do we contact? You know, I'm, do you know? I actually know someone who do was you? in it, but. I don't know if he's pan breed now or not. Right. He was he was older about ten but years I'll, ago. Also, listen, I've so, also got no money, right? So, <laughs> <laughs> so it needs to be for free. For free. And it needs to be backed off someone with money. Which is fine. Some of the money throw so it, it man. Get it back off tax, man. He's peasy, isn't it? Let's Nicola Sturgeon. Yeah. You've got quite a close race up with Nicola, but you were on a Zoom yeah, call here, right? Aye. That's good enough. Uh -huh. Best pals. Uh-huh. Um Nicola. 
for one, you've not watched any of my podcasts, Nick. Well, I'm guessing you've not because you've not emailed me. For two, you also did tell the people that you were going to um, do a dance, do a dance on TikTok, yeah. and you haven't. No. Um, so it's this, or I'm voting Greens. Yeah, um, I'm voting Tories. No, I'm not. I'm not even voting Tories, man. No, no, I'm not even going to threaten about voting Tories because that's not going to happen. But I'll vote Greens and all. I'll vote, I'm voting the Hash Group. Are they still a group? Anyway, there was a mad Hash Group. Literally, it was just like legalized Hash. Yeah, America Snoop Dogg done the Snoop Dogg Hash Group. Fuck. Whatever that was. There is a few questions off fans that, that I need to ask, and I've, right. I've tipped a few of them just so so cool. it suits. What was the process of healing? after you came out all right now people might not understand just how huge a moment that's this or that is for someone mm-hmm. how do you get back to feeling normal again now you've already explained you don't feel normal yeah. totally but yeah. just talk to us a bit of um the genuine truth is there's no i know there will never be a coming back to feeling normal for me after post coming out because now i'm more normal for doing so does that make sense phenomenal yeah yeah i'm yeah totally do you know do you know do you know that's a huge problem that see when i read that question i didn't know that answer in my head yeah it's a huge problem for education for me it's like because that answer was already there i know the intention behind that question Mm -hmm. but the reality of it is i think um, the person who wrote that question knew the answer already how do you how do you get back to feeling more normal this is the, the most normal I've have felt because you know that wee man insides coming out <laughs> I guess <laughs> I don't fucking know <laughs> don't, don't worry this. Don't, don't, I don't, fucking listen, know. don't worry there's five there's five people in here <laughs> <laughs> you're getting me you're getting there you're getting the anxious one tonight mate so uh, sorry there's another but I, I hope I'm, uh, that's probably the most sense I'd make out of it Absolutely not. The answer was there. Uh, Do you know what I mean? Yeah, of course you would feel more normal, you know? Uh, but yeah. Probably not normal, but, you know, at least a, a bit more me, I suppose. Yeah. Um, I, I, in, in terms of the healing process of um, coming to terms with it and understanding it, I guess, is something I'm still going through. And probably, I suspect, will do for as long as I'm on this planet. But um, at least there's a bit more truth in me. Yeah. And it's been absolutely delightful. I had a fucking brilliant time having you on. I know we've been in here. I think um, the two Davids there, especially <laughs> the cameraman, he's had to stand, honestly. Oh, His arse and fucking hamstrings must be fucking killing him right now, man. Because my arse is so. You know what I mean? Fucking hell, man. And I'm starving. But this has been fantastic. I would it's genuinely. Been just aye two boys talking brilliant no brilliant thank Ch- you thank chat, you chat and shite and honestly I wish you all the best I don't know what's next for you oh fuck knows mate <laughs> just <laughs> we'll roll with it we'll roll with the punches and I hope after doing this podcast on your TikToks and stuff you just you just see what's in your mind yeah literally it's just it's just it's just you slow know, journey aside for the conversations we've had and the laughs we've had genuinely uh, thanks very much I've this has been a fucking I, I really appreciate this thank you you're still so young as well no <laughs> you've got the whole world in front of you is that back on give one more rendition half this whole without you here we go later isn't there
The drink only works when I start to resist you And the calm down makes me instantly regret it Beautiful What a fucking tune How's that belter? Scottish Symphony Orchestra Nicola Sturgeon Jenny Godley What could they put to this? You know, I'm trying I'm trying to visualise it right now What could be behind this? A bit You can see when you go on the high Like it'll come Oh no, this is the end of this whole thing Sake, man. Hey, yeah. We need to come back, right? Wait, there's a bit it's that comes here. Oh, I can see that's been spinning, man. This is the strings here. Aye. And a wee guy with the cymbals. Then your the stomach rumbling. Uh, uh. said, we could use that. <laughs> we could use that. <laughs> right, are we ready? This is not yet. I fucked it. You better not do that with the Scottish Horse <laughs> Right, here it is. Jenny Godley in the cymbals. <laughs> you wouldn't hear the fucking orchestra of Jenny Godley's in the cymbals, man. You wouldn't hear the fucking cymbals. Smash it. Wish this was whiskey, but I'm off it. <laughs> Try to educate people nice. to stay off it. Uh, I'm like, I hope this is gin. Slide ya. I've never failed. Oh, without you But the drink only helps Oh, fuck off, helps Instantly regret it Aye I don't think she's doing herself now I think she still thinks about me <laughs> See if you're out there Have you seen this? It's <laughs> not <laughs> Oh, Christ. <laughs> Life's brilliant, isn't oh, it? fuck, man. Guys, please hit that subscribe button. Press the bell. Get me an EXM with, with, with a wee man. Oh, do it. The big man. Gonna be class. Can't wait to come out. Aye. <laughs> Don't want this podcast to end. I'm just fucking talking <laughs> shit now. <laughs> Cheers. Thanks, guys. Cheers. Uh, Take care.